This week's episode is brought to you by GeneCo. Are you striving to be the ultimate in genetic perfection? Then call GeneCo today for an appointment. Choose from endless supply of fresh organs to replace your current weak ones. Can't afford the full payments on front? Ha! Not to worry. GeneCo offers easy payments to keep up with. Want to live longer? Stay beautiful? Then call GeneCo today. Welcome to Cineversal Nerds. But before we start, uh, the, apparently Gene Co. has uh, sent us a little disclaimer uh, that they didn't want to include in their commercial. Uh, so I'm just going to read it. Uh, this is from Gene Co. It says, note, if you do miss a payment that they, they set up, then our company will send the designated repo man to repossess the organs from within your body. Sounds great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't. don't. Don't miss those payments. So thank you, Gene Co., for sponsoring this episode. And welcome to another excellent episode of Cineversal Nerds. I'm Brian. I'm Jesse. And today's episode, we will be focusing on foreign horror films. There are a lot out there. Um, foreign movies are, even, even non-horror, foreign movies are some of the hardest kinds of movies uh, to recommend to the average movie watcher. I think the biggest challenge for them is to be able to read subtitles while focusing on the the visual aspect of the movie at the same time. Um, There is sometimes the option of changing the audio to English, but I would honestly never suggest that. No. Um, It drives me nuts. (laughs) I cannot watch English dubbed, even though I did say I watched one the other day, but I was editing, so I had to hear it. And I was saying, too, that with a dub, um, it does make it easier, but at the same time, it doesn't, you don't get the good acting out of it, because a lot of the dub voices, they're just reading a script, yeah. they weren't really and it just makes there. it cheesy, almost. Mm. I was saying, it, it, the, the dub is, is good for action movies, like ones where you don't care what the plot is, you just right. want to see the action, like there's the, uh, the Indonesian films, The Raid. And the uh, the raid redemption and the raid two, which it, they're they're way better with the actual language. But I honestly think that you could watch those with the English dub because there's so much fighting and action in those movies that it it's not gonna it's still gonna be awesome. But I do recommend this the having it in subtitles for that because the story is pretty good, even though it's somewhat simplistic. And honestly. It doesn't distract you, in my opinion, in that movie specifically. Like, mm-hmm. when, when people are talking, it's literally showing, like, two guys sitting at a table talking to each other. So you don't really need to pay attention to, like, what are they wearing, you know, yeah. <laughs> or whatever. It's just you can read it and listen to it, uh, but you get the better reactions out of it. See, um, I feel like it's easy for me to watch foreign films because I always have the subtitles on anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, even when yeah. I'm just watching something normal. Because we get distracted and having a quick glance and looking at like, oh, that's what they were talking about. Yeah. Or if they have some thick accents and you can't yeah, really. Yeah, some strange names or something that I forget. <laughs> and then you have to like, you're like read someone saying it and you're like, oh, okay. okay. Right. Like if I try to watch Game of Thrones, I'm going to probably turn the <laughs> subtitles on because I'm sure there's oh, yeah. a ton of names that I'm not going to remember. It's very helpful. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, when, when it comes to horror, I actually believe uh fully that the foreign ones more often than not are better than what we get here in the states um there are some totally some movies that america has made that's amazing i mean texas chainsaw massacre is an american film amazing but 
if you're you know one of those trying to find something scary or something twisted or messed up these days and you've seen all the classics from you know that we know like texas chance or the exorcist or whatever and you're a little desensitized to movies like saw mm-hmm. and hostile and stuff i would recommend you know searching that the the foreign space yeah uh, i totally agree especially the japanese foreign films now they definitely have it's a i guess you could say it's a cliche now but it's their but it is their their scary entity they that it is from their lore and their legends of the little girl with the black hair that's you know slicked down in the front of her face and is a ghost like that's that's totally (laughs) japanese um so a lot of their ghost movies do feature that um and that can be scary, <laughs> but they they do have some pretty messed up things. And their rating system over there is uh, not as uh, censored as it is here, so they're able to get away with way more things than we could even we could hope for uh, here. Um, a lot of French, French. Oh my God! Too, I think <laughs> they had that boom in the mid two thousands. It was the where they just released a slew of French uh, horror films that went to the extreme. I do have one on our list that we'll talk about later. Yeah. Um, but you know, like all of our other other uh, uh, all of our other episodes <laughs> <laughs> that we talk about a certain genre of something, there are a ton of foreign horror films. Like there are so many. So. I did make a little list of one of of a, of a few of them, but I, honestly, I'm not going to be able to go through all of them. There's so many, um, but I, you know, I do want to mention other ones here, um, here and there. <laughs> uh, I think the, I will say, like, there is a lot of remakes of these foreign horror movies. Um, I think it started in the early 2000s. The, the one I can remember that was a huge hit was The Ring mm-hmm. uh, in 2002, uh, directed by Gore Verbinski, the guy who gave us the lovable mouse hunt and no. uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. So You say lovable, but like, well, I watched that movie um, like a it? few months ago. You didn't like it? Well, my niece, Bella, is deathly terrified of cats, so that cat scene okay. in... But- mouse hunt was all right. so well, terrifying okay. and so, i was like oh my god <laughs> all right so maybe that's not for her <laughs> I know, or, but or I just people felt that so are scared of cats bad, but it was um, pretty frightful but i don't remember know, it being that the frightful. mouse was great i like the two bumbling yeah. idiots trying oh, to get yeah, rid of the mouse definitely. um i just but, felt so bad for her because she was just so terrified <laughs> but it is funny that the man who, who gave us that uh gave us 2002's the ring which is based off the 1998 japanese film uh Ringu, um, or Ring. Which I have not seen, but I've been wanting to, I just... It's pretty close. It just doesn't have the budget like Mm -hmm. the Ring, American Ring has. Um, It doesn't look as polished, um, if that makes any sense. It's pretty gritty. Uh, And they did make uh, sequels to Ringu. I think there was like three or four sequels in the Japanese series. And then here in the States, we did get uh, the, the Ring 2. And then we also got not that long ago, Rings, which is the that third one. was terrible. It was, but I will say there were a couple moments I did like in it. I liked uh, Vincent D'Onofrio in it. Um, that kind of tied. I think he was uh, 
Well, I'm going to spoil it because it's it's been out, and if you have no desire to see it, then you know, go ahead and listen. <laughs> but you know, he played uh, Samara's father. I I, oh, I yeah, enjoyed yeah, yeah. the connection with that. But if you're like wanting these sequels to connect with um, the uh, actress from the first one, Naomi Watts, that you're going to be disappointed. They don't really do that. But you know, why not? <laughs> Um, I, you know, I, so I think that was the first, and because that was such a huge success, being a PG-13 movie, it, like, opened the doors to, like, take every, well, at first, every Japanese horror film that came out around that time and make an American remake out of it and see how it does. A lot of times, it did okay, but other times, it, it didn't. Um, the originals are always far superior, in my opinion. Um, and I think the main reason for it not really working out here, like movies like One Miss Call, that was really bad. The American one. Yeah. And like uh, Pulse. I saw that one in theaters, actually. Not Pulse, but One, one Miss Call. Call. <laughs> I have the movie poster. It is a creepy poster. but uh, Or uh, Pulse with Kristen Bell. Um, they. Uh, I don't know if I saw that one. I think... The, one of the main reason they don't really work out is I think that Eastern stories don't really translate well for Western audiences. It's kind of like when they make an anime into a movie. A lot of times it's not very good. But that's an opinion base. I mean, I haven't seen Ghost in the Shell, honestly, with Scarlett Johansson. But I know people don't I was, really like it. I was not impressed. But So you would say it's mediocre <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um, i was waiting i honestly <laughs> forgot to give you a shout out on the last episode because you said i was impressed and i wanted and i missed it i was like oh she's not it. mediocre, <laughs> not mediocre. <laughs> um, that's hilarious but once in a while but like it's, it's all opinion based like there is one uh that i can think of that was an anime or a manga that was turned into a live action that was alita battle angel i thought that was sweet and I hope they make a follow-up to that. But now Disney owns it, so it's up to Disney <laughs> if they're going to continue or mm-hmm. not. But I think if you count it, uh, an earlier remake came out in the 90s, 1998, uh, Godzilla. Uh, Godzilla is a Japanese franchise. Um, and we had our own version of it in the 90s with Matthew Broderick and directed by Roland Emmerich, who gave us basically all the most famous disaster movies. It wasn't very good, but it wasn't the worst. Um, so I don't know if you would count Godzilla as a horror. Um, it is a giant monster, though. Um, ooh, that's that's a great line right there. So I'm not going <laughs> to count it for this episode. So we'll just say The Ring was the first to do that. Did you like The Ring when it came out? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw it in theaters with my dad. Did it freak you out? Yeah. My dad, uh, we were actually, like, sitting in, like, a seat, like, the backs were to the aisle, and mm-hmm. he, like, went to the bathroom and came back and scared the fucking <laughs> shit out of me. I was 11. <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> yeah, that was fun. I actually worked at AMC Movie Theater when that came out, and it was always uh, so fun, like, because we got to see the movies, like, the Thursday before the Friday it came out. Yeah. So I already seen it, but it is fun to, like, sneak into the theater um, with people watching it, and, like, you know what part's coming up, and every time people are screaming, jumping, and all that stuff, and that just always made me excited 
it's kind of a weird thing to be excited about to watch other people scream in agony but uh <laughs> but it was just fun uh anytime there was a horror movie that came out that i've already seen i do like sneaking in the theater and like just checking out people's reactions and stuff yeah i was like i just remember after seeing the ring like i was like oh my god if i watch this at home i'm going to die <laughs> in seven days in seven days i was like every time the phone rang i'm like don't answer that <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was effective. Um, the the yeah, I I think I recall the scariest scene that people freaked out the most at was at the end when she was crawling towards the TV and like the it was like the ex husband was watching it and like she I don't was, know if he was an ex husband. I think he was no, just he just said just the baby daddy. Sure. I think I don't even think the boy knew that that was. His I know dad, his but. name. His name's Martin Henderson. I only know that because like his I name think is Noah. I think that year he was in the, in the show. I can't uh, remember one the of movie. the many Fast and the Furious ripoff movies. Torque oh. and Ice Cube's in that, and it's like it's like <laughs> no. Fast and the Furious, but it's with uh, motorcycles. That's <laughs> um, funny. But anyway. Uh, it's when she's crawling out of the TV in that, and she's like, and then it like glitches, and she's like already standing right in front of him. That's that people screamed at that the most. I remember <laughs> <laughs> the the girl in the beginning always got me in the With closet, and she's like, yeah, yeah I'm face. like always like ah! <laughs> that really got me. And then we see Scary Movie three when they made fun of that. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it, yeah, the ring was good. Um. Ring two, not great. Rings, not great either. But first ring, pretty good. Yeah. But after that, they went right into like the grudge. That was like the next big um, remake, mm-hmm. which was also from Sarah Japan Michelle and Geller. also featured a, a girl with hair in front of her face. Yeah. Like, <laughs> was well, it was it what another Japanese film, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know what? I actually kind of liked it. I liked the the remake. Yeah, I thought I had some creepy moments. A lot of people do. Um, I we just rewatched them. Um, there are three of those. In we did not watch the third one. I don't think. I think we watched the first two, and then mm-hmm. we watched the re remake. Didn't you borrow them from me? Is that what it was? Because I have them. Uh, possibly. I do own a lot of horror movies. Probably. Yeah. I don't know. I own ones that it's like, why do you own that? I'm like, I don't know. It's mm-hmm. just there, just in case anybody wants wants to watch it. Um. So, yeah, uh, foreign horror, there have been a ton, like I said. But I did have the pleasure uh, of watching a bunch of them. Um, I personally don't mind reading subtitles while watching, like uh, we discussed in the beginning. Um, I do not at all either. And I've mentioned this before in previous episodes, but we do live in a world where where there's a constant complaint of no originality in movies. I mean, that's everywhere. Everybody says anything that comes out, it's like, can't they come up with original stuff? But foreign films can often provide that new original, original idea yeah yeah i mean some of their stuff it's like i've seen some of that here and there but a lot of times they that's i've never seen that stuff like in um well something i recently watched mm-hmm. foreign film mm-hmm. was uh nobody uh sleeps in the woods tonight and, and that was what language was that that's polish polish i don't yep. have any polish polish on here <laughs> so that's great yep it's polish <laughs> and uh it's 2020 and um that kind of reminded me of um 
wrong turn, mm. like the hillbillies. Okay. That's what the two... Hills have eyes a little bit. Yeah, that's what okay. the two people reminded me kind of of, just like... I mean, they weren't like... In, inbreds. Mutants. Yeah, inbred <laughs> mutants. They were mutants, but they weren't, you know, like inbred. It was like a meteor thing, but anyway. That's an American thing. Inbred yeah. mutants. Yeah. So <laughs> that's what it kind of reminded me of, but... And was it good? So it did have something that we've seen before. Yeah. We see the so Polish version it wasn't, of it. Yeah, totally, totally, totally original. It's like a group of technology-dependent teenagers, and they go to, like, some offline camp. and Of course and then, they do. Yeah, so then they go, you know, <laughs> sleep in the woods. Does anybody sleep? No, they all die. I mean, they don't. I'm not giving anything away. I'm so sorry. But, no, um, it. I, I was not a fan. Okay. It wasn't that great, I don't not think. Not impressed? Yeah, it was mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. That probably deserves it with having that idea being an idea that's been around forever. Yeah, it just, I don't know. It, it was okay, but it okay. wasn't the worst thing I ever watched. Yeah, it was a Netflix. Okay. So if anybody out there is interested in another wrong turn-esque type movie in Polish, it's on, it's on Netflix. There you go. Um, I just now realized, since we've been talking about these foreign films uh we didn't d- discuss what we watched last but that's okay i, I-, <laughs> I I'm, I'm actually gonna do something different we're gonna save it for the end okay if good. i remember because <laughs> i did watch a lot in the last week okay so foreign films we're still talking about foreign films yeah. <laughs> um but yeah uh, foreign films they can often provide that new original idea that you're looking for and like I was saying earlier, maybe something that could actually scare you if you really get into it, if you really pay attention. Um, you just have to seek it out. You have to do some work and some research. Um, you don't see too many foreign films get marketed unless like it's got, you know, like one American actor in it or something. Right. You know? Yeah. To sell it to, you know, to I don't know. Well, and you know it kind of all goes back to people having to read subtitles yeah, and, and it turns people off or they don't know how to turn the original language on or something, <laughs> you know? So then they're like trying to watch the English dubbed and it dro- drives them freaking crazy. Yeah. And there is a way you just have to go into literally like the settings yeah. and it'll tell you what the original, like it'll say like, and nobody sleeps yeah. t- in the woods tonight. It'll say like, you know polish original audio or whatever so Mm -hmm. it'll tell you you know just for people out there who don't know how to change that right and if you watch it on a disc you know just go to the main menu and go to the audio options and then you can do that yeah um pretty easy peasy so but yeah there are i I got friends that say i don't like to do more than one thing at a time like come on (laughs) yeah you can't check your phone and watch a foreign film either right <laughs> um gotta be committed you know i used to when i used to work for blockbuster video i actually would often recommend uh foreign films to customers uh some would love them but others would complain <laughs> they did because it's foreign uh they didn't want to even try to watch it pan's labyrinth comes to mind i'm we'll talk a little bit about that one later but i wanted to mention that when that came out, uh, we had a ton of copies at Blockbuster, and people didn't and, know. Oh man, yeah, but I saw it, and I and I was like, I, you know, it's, it was, uh, it's a Spanish film, mm-hmm. you know, and they're that movie's they're wonderful. Like, it's so good. It's still so good. It looks amazing, even to this. That day. is on Netflix too. Um, really good. 
Don't be fooled by the uh, trailer for the movie. The trailer of the movie kind of makes it look like a fairy tale for kids. It's not. It is very rated R. <laughs> um, but it's it's so good. It's depressing, too. But it's really good. Uh, and it does have one American actor in the movie. But uh, I, I, would, I would recommend that. And I'd have so many people ask, you all got the English version? <laughs> like, <laughs> and there is no way, there is no dubbing on that. That is strictly a Spanish film. You, you will not get a dubbed version of that. And honestly, you have to watch it in, mm-hmm. in its original language because it's, it's so good. Right. Um, yeah, there's one American actor in that, uh, Doug Jones, the guy who plays... He plays uh, I was like the creature guy, right? Yeah, he plays the fawn, mm-hmm. and he plays the... Um, the uh, yeah. I forget his name. But. Pale Man. Yeah. That's what it is. Like, with the eyeballs in his, in his hands. Uh, Doug Jones is no uh, stranger to playing no. creatures. He's like, you know, Andy Serkis is like the guy that plays motion capture creatures. Doug Jones is the guy that in plays costumes yeah. Yeah, in suits. Wasn't he Shape of Water? Did he, he was the, the, the merman in yeah. Shape of Water. Okay. He was Abe Sapien in the Hellboy movies mm-hmm. and also the Angel of Death in Hellboy 2. And... A few others here. Oh, he was the uh, the thing that lived in the attic in quarantine at the end of the oh, movie. Oh God! <laughs> so, and he's been around forever. I mean, he plays a weird angel in Legion with Paul Bettany that like yeah. his mouth opens. Yeah. All huge. Oh my God! Yeah, I know exactly um, what you're talking about. He's in so many things. But uh, what's really interesting about him and Pan's Labyrinth is he did not know how to speak Spanish. This is how talented this guy is. So first of all, he's wearing these thick rubber costumes, right? Mm-hmm especially when he's playing the fawn or the pale man he has no ear holes he can't hear anything and he can't see anything when he's in these costumes so he used timing to speak when the little girl is talking to him and he had he learned spanish uh at least just the script prior to filming it holy crap that's crazy (laughs) so yeah he would use timing like i don't know exactly what he did if he was like just counting in his head or something like that but yeah when she's and that's when you watch it they're speaking back and forth to each other so fluently you would think that he could hear her and is responding but he's not he can't hear her at all that's so crazy yeah (laughs) i would have never known very dedicated man (laughs) um but you know foreign films they're not a foreign concept it's a bad joke uh because you know just in 2019, we had the amazing Parasite. I wouldn't really consider that a horror, but it does have horror elements. But the reason why I it bring up... It is in a lot of horror categories. It, yeah, but it's not... But I wouldn't say it's a full... No. It's got I some... I mean, there's some creepy stuff. I, yeah, I would sure, say it's but... more suspense. But maybe that movie mystery. was great. There's some weird comedy. Yeah. Uh, no. Fan- yes. Fantastic movie. Yes. Uh, really good. It didn't get a lot of marketing, but I mean... That won the Academy Award for Best Movie and Best Director. That's like the first time I think I've ever seen a foreign film winning the American Academy Awards. So, well, at least uh, one with subtitles. I'm there might have been other winners, but they're but they have like English speaking actors. Yeah. Um, but that's just proof right there. I, I know some people are like, well, the Academy Awards are dumb and they're just voted by rich people and blah blah blah. I don't care about the awards, but whatever. They still won. It's yeah. on TV, and it's 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 pretty amazing that something like that could win uh, best movie. Should have been the Lighthouse, but that's okay. That's okay. Same year. Yeah. Okay. 
and no, I really and did Samar enjoy was that same year too. Okay, um, I really enjoyed the um, Parasite. Uh, it was really good. I like that director. Um, I have another one of his movies on the list as well. Um, there, there was a couple that I wanted to write more about, um, but I didn't because there's so many in within these movies, and I have them on Blu-ray. I just acquired them, and they are a, an acquired taste mm-hmm. um, because the, what it is is the the ABCs of death, and there's there's two of them. Uh, I have seen the first one. I'm pretty yeah, 26 sure. 26 short films done by different directors yeah. from around the world, getting given a letter of the alphabet and basically designed as a you know how to die like you, you get a letter and then it's it's just and and some of the stories are effective and they're good and then there's other stories i'm like what the fuck was that right. oh yeah for sure <laughs> like f is for fart that's one of them <laughs> hilarious though but just like it's so weird um but i like it because it, like i was saying in the tv episode i'm a huge fan of anthologies so i like that they were all these bunch mm-hmm. of these and part two has the same kind of stuff going on. Uh, they get a little bit more money. A little bit. Just a little. Yeah, I don't think I've um, ever seen the second one. I li- if you like the first one, I definitely yeah. recommend watching the second one. But I, I was going to list all of the titles. They're, they're not all foreign directors. There's a couple American directors in there as well. But I decided against <laughs> um, listing all of them. Because I'm like, A is for Apocalypse. B is for... No, no, I don't need to do that. <laughs> F is for Too fart. much. Yeah. So if you like anthology movies and you want to see just hints of what a lot of these renowned foreign directors can do, check out ABC's of Death 1 and 2. I don't know if it's streaming on anything. Maybe it's on Shutter. I don't know. But I, I like I said, I have the physical copy. Um, well, last, I don't know if it still is on Netflix, but I remember the first one was on that's Netflix. That's right. They were on Netflix. Years yeah, that's ago. What it was. So I, I don't know if they still are on there. Okay. Well, wherever it is, I mean, like I said, give it a chance. You may not like it, and that's okay. I'm fine. <laughs> there are people I know that did not like it at all, and that's fine. That's okay. Uh, so, yeah. So, I have a list of uh, some foreign films that I was going to read, but I um, wanted to start that there is... They, they have been around forever. I mean, in 19, 1922, we got Nosferatu, which was the... Uh, there's a big story behind that one, which I won't get into, but uh, director F.W. Murnau, who is German, and it was filmed in Germany, even though the film itself, because of 1922, it was a silent movie. But I still count it count mm-hmm. it as a foreign film. Uh, Nosferatu is a vampire, and if you don't know him by name, you'd probably know him by his look. Tall, he's bald with pointy ears, long fingernails, very creepy, creeping mm-hmm. up in the shadows and stuff. The Salem's Lot vampire took inspiration from that. A lot of, lot of things took inspiration from that. But it was, according to F.W. Renau, it was supposed to be based on Bram Stoker's Dracula. But he was not able to get the rights to make the movie. So he made the movie anyways, illegally, and just oh, changed the names. Because <laughs> his name isn't Count Dracula, it's Count Orlock. And uh, I think he even got sued. And they had to... Uh, like get rid of a bunch of copies and stuff but you can you can find it uh i believe shutter has the original silent film and they did make uh some remakes uh throughout the years which are some good some bad but uh it's fun to go back to that one and see where some of these movies like came from and that was really good uh there was also in 1960 from france eyes without a face i haven't mm. seen it but i do i have seen what it looks like and some some pictures and things like that 
Uh, we also have the famous Black Sunday, uh, which I believe has uh, Barbara Steele. It came out in 1960 from Italy. There's also movies uh, Tombs of the Blind Dead, which was from Spain in 1972. We also have a famous uh, Italian gore director, Lucio Fulci, uh, who gave us a Zombie in 1979 from Italy which was sort of a companion piece to George Romero's Dawn of the Dead. And in fact, I think it even in some regions, they called it Dawn of the Dead or Dawn of the Dead 2, even though it had nothing to do with the George Romero movies. It, it gets lost in translation when you have these titles that you have a, a foreign title and then they translate it to you know other countries. They call it something else. Like yeah. when I was saying, we were going to talk about a movie called Night Killer today. But we're going to save it because it is it deserves a spot on the so bad it's great list. Yes. But that movie, I, I can't remember uh, the name of it, but it's all, you know, I believe Italian or, or French. I can't remember what I told you what it was. I think you said Italian. Italian. So it has an Italian title, but it translates to Don't Open the Door 3, which there was no Don't Open the Door 1 or 2, or <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3 is what it was released as oh in other gosh. parts. And the actual Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3 in the U.S. was released that same year, but months before. So it's, just, it's really funny that, you know, so strange. they get lost. <laughs> uh, but uh, Lucio Fulci continued with Zombie 2 in 1980. We have a great movie called Anthropophagus or Anthropophagus. Actually, it's not great. Uh, it, the, these movies are like gore splatter movies, so they're not for everybody. And that one's about a cannibal, <laughs> also from Italy. And uh, another notable one, which I won't go into detail, is a Serbian film from 2010. Uh, if you're a huge gore hound, you know what I'm talking about. I'm not going to talk about it. I have seen it, sadly. Um, I, I, I will give it credit for being original. That's the only credit I give it, <laughs> is that it is original. Uh, but I have it's not it, seen it. No, and I'm not going to ever, ever... From the description, ever, I do not I am never going it, to... It's a very hard movie to recommend. You know, and I can't even really recommend it to super gore yes, fans either. Because, like, <laughs> as a gore fan, I like movies like Dead Alive. Peter Jackson's Dead Alive. Mm -hmm. It's so bloody. But I wouldn't, and, and I could find a friend that loves Dead Alive as much as me. But I would never say, oh, if you like Dead Alive, you should totally check out Serbian film. No, I would never do that. Because <laughs> I would lose that friend forever. Oh, um, my gosh. But, yes, it is very disgusting, and it is still banned in a lot of countries. But the director has said there's a reason for the extreme of violence in it and he says and i quote it is a political allegory designed to illustrate the plight of the serbian people during the disintegration of yugoslavia whatever that means but you know he you, know, you do you buddy <laughs> um, yeah so don't don't watch it and if you do because i'm telling you not to do it this that's on you i'm not i'm not telling you to watch it so <laughs> <laughs> So I wanted to get through those because I actually just thought of the, that list uh, after I made this initial list. Because I do like a lot of the Italian uh, horror movies of the 70s and 80s, but I totally forgot to mention them. I was going to put Cannibal Holocaust on here because that, that's an Italian film, which is uh, directed by an Italian director, Ruggiero Diodato. But he used um, English-speaking actors in it. So there's no subtitles or oh, okay. dubs or anything like that. So I, I didn't necessarily count that one. Yeah. Um, we do but, have... And there were American actors, too. Yeah. So 
but be, it's an Italian production and director and writers and all that stuff. So I guess it's kind of half and half if it's yeah. a foreign film. I, I do have one movie series on here that is in English. It's not an English like movie. Like movie but series yeah. of movies? Okay, what you got? Um, Wormwood. Ah, it's yes. Australian. Ah. It's called Road of the Damned. And uh, it's in 2014, but oh my gosh, this movie is so great. Really? Yeah, it used to be on Netflix, but they took it off, unfortunately, so now I don't know how That's to watch it. Netflix does. They cancel it or they take it away. <sighs> I know. It's basically a talented mechanic prepares to battle his way through hordes of flesh-eating monsters after his sister is kidnapped on the eve of a zombie apocalypse. So it is Australian. They have a short that was that in 2017 <laughs> called, you know, Wormwood Chronicles of the Dead. And then there was one that just came out this year called Wormwood Apocalypse. I have not seen that one. Um, I didn't even know about it till I was looking this up and I was like, oh, yeah. That sounds great. So, yeah, no, it was actually really great. Like, I, it, I, I loved it. If you find it, let me know. Okay. What is on to, to stream it or whatever. Um some foreign films are hard to acquire uh, yeah. to own so like physically so because they're like different regions or whatever right. and um, we, we were just finding this out when I was trying to buy that Blood Drive movie right which isn't show which isn't foreign right? I know right so it's but just, I can only get it in region B and I can't play that on anything it's because it's rare uh, if, so. it, if they only made like one initial release physically of mm-hmm. something and it's been years, they may stop manufacturing it. So now okay. it just becomes rare. Well, I found I don't it know. on Prime. I bought it on Prime. Like <laughs> actual digital. Yeah, you're good to go. So I'm good to go. Can't <laughs> wait to watch that. That's what I'm going to do today. So. <laughs> All right. But anyway, yeah, Wormwood. So, Road, of, uh, Road of the Dead. Isn't that spelled like W-Y-R-M? Road of the Damned. No, it's Road of the Dead. Why did I write damned? I don't know. Must damned if I know. My bad. It's all right. So, yeah, no, Road of the Dead. That's spelled like W-Y-R-M, right? Yeah, it's not like yeah, spelled yeah, yeah. like actual worm. Right, that's why I've seen it before, it sounds. It's, yeah. in, my, it's in my head. I yeah, and it's, there's like that. a girl that mask thing on. and mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, it's great. Oh, my gosh. I just want to go in total detail because <laughs> it's just so good. But it's also just funny, too, and yeah, it's great. I mean, you can, you can talk about it a little bit. And that was years ago that I watched that. that I just forget a lot. I just want to watch it again. This is why we do these these episodes. This, you know, like you were saying, when we talk about something, and I've said it too, anytime we talk about something in this episode, if it's something that I, you know, liked but I haven't seen in a while, I will probably watch it again within the week. Yeah, Just because same. I just talked just like, about it. Just uh, like Scream Queens. I mean, you talked about Tucker and Dale when we were talking about mm-hmm. underrated movies. Now, I have seen that a lot, but I haven't yeah. seen it recently. And honestly, I watched it the other day. Yeah. I couldn't find it. Um, it's not on Netflix anymore. Oh, I have it. I have the the DVD. Okay, it, we'll so. have to borrow that because I wanted to watch that after we talked can, about you it. You can buy it on Vudu because uh, we have it on Vudu, but I have the yeah, like the physical copy. Oh, okay. Um, but, and, okay. and the commentary for that is great. Oh, I can imagine. Um, but okay, we got a little off subject. It's okay, bad, we George, do that. But... So I do have a list of some notable horror foreign films. If I forget any that you're like, oh, you guys didn't talk about this one or that one, I'm sorry. Like I said, that there there's a lot. And mm-hmm. I just wanted to just talk about a few here and there. Uh, so you could start with Ringu, or Ring, from Japan, 1998, directed by Hideo Nakata. Now, I'm, I'm going to say this. If I pronounce that right, awesome. 
I feel good. But if I didn't, my bad. I, I, I will probably mispronounce a lot of these directors' names. It is no offense to them at all. I probably could have done some research and typed in on Google, how do you pronounce this, you know, and get that weird forget. get that weird robot voice that tries to just sound it out. And that could be wrong, too. <laughs> so I'm just going to sound it out in my head. Uh, so, yeah, Ringu. Um, it is the story about a reporter who teams up with her ex-husband. Maybe that's why I was thinking that the new one was her ex-husband, because oh, the original is okay. her ex-husband. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, to solve the mystery of a supposedly cursed VHS tape after her niece and three friends were found dead after watching it. It is, you know, you watch that VHS tape and you will get a phone call from a ghost that says, Seven days. And you have seven days to get someone else to watch it, or else you die. <laughs> Spoiler. A very cool idea. Yeah. You know, and that, at the time, was original. So that's the perfect example. It's super cool. There's not... I can't think of any other American horror film before 1998 that had that, had that kind of premise. Mm-mm. Plus utilizing VHS tapes. I still own VHS yeah. tapes. Oh my god. <laughs> I totally forgot to bring the uh, that Star Wars trilogy box that I have oh, on VHS. I okay. keep meaning to bring it by Next to show time. you too because it's different. I've never seen this this box set before. Off subject here. Mm-hmm. So we did a, <clears throat> the remake in 2002. Uh, the next is Juwan or The Grudge, which was also 2002, uh, directed by Takashi... Shimizu? 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 Hmm. I have no idea. Uh, the story, uh, what, what, what's the, you know the story. What's the story of the grudge, Jesse? Um, it's about a curse, or in this case, a grudge, mm-hmm. where if a building endures a singular whore, it absorbs it and returns it to those who visit. Mm-hmm. Which we had the remake of The Grudge in 2004. Yep. Which is actually the same director. It is the same director, yep. Uh, and he just used an English-speaking cast. Um, and I, I like them both. And then we did have that reboot grudge movie, I think, that came mm-hmm. out this year in January. Mm-hmm. You know, the dumping grounds for horror movies in January. That's why I'm a was little iffy on... Year? I thought it was older than that. It could have been... It was either this year or last like year. 2019, but yeah, you might could be, be right. But January is the dumping grounds for horror movies that can't get that Halloween date. So they dump them in January movies they don't think are going to do well. And a lot of times they don't. A lot of... 2020. Okay. Well, the last year kind of (laughs) existed but didn't exist. I don't know. I get it mixed up because we didn't get a lot of releases within the last year. Everything was pushed or canceled or whatever. Um, I watched the new Grudge. Is I. I did too. (laughs) And and this is how (laughs) terrible I thought it is that I forgot that I even watched it. (laughs) Like, I, I, like, went to go rewatch it because I was like, oh, I haven't seen this yet. And I was like, oh, my God, I've totally seen this. It's, yeah, it's not very memorable. The only thing yeah. is I can be like, oh, John Cho is in it. Yeah, from that... Harold and Kumar. And Lynn Shea is also in it. So, and they did make it rated R. So, that was their big selling mm-hmm. point. It's an R-rated grudge movie. But I don't know. I... You, you could skip that one, <laughs> to yeah. be honest. Like, it's not trash. But it was just not. It's it's a it's a one watch. Yeah, I'll say that it's a one watch. Yeah, no, agreed. Um. Yeah, I I, I do like the Grudge. Um, 
I don't know if I like the grudge or the ring better than each other. I'm not sure. Um, I kind of rate them both the same. All right, so next on my list, uh, debatable it's if it's a horror film, uh, Troll Hunter. I, I really wanted to talk about this. I've on, never seen this. It's great. Uh, I've I heard wanted about it. I wanted to talk about it on our underrated horror episode, but uh, there were just other underrated horrors that I chose instead. This is from Norway, um, Norwegian, uh, directed by I'm going to mispronounce it, Andre Overdahl. I'm just going to say that, Andre Overdahl. Uh, it, it is, um, they were going to do a remake of this, uh, and to be directed by Neil Marshall, the guy who, uh, gave us The Descent and, uh, Doomsday, um, oh, okay. but it has been since scrapped, uh, which I'm very thankful for because this movie should not be touched and remade. Easy to follow. It's, uh, it's, it's filmed like a found footage movie, um, or they call a mockumentary. Uh, it does follow a group of students who investigate a series of bear killings in Norway. Uh, they hire a guide who they believe is a bear hunter, but as time goes on, they start to realize he's actually a troll hunter. Ooh. So in Norway or in that region, trolls are things of legend. You know, uh, our, our documentary people, they think that they're just legends, tell their kids ghost stories at night. But in this area of Norway, the people who have lived there, they all believe trolls are real. And you do see trolls in the film. Sorry, spoiler alert. There are trolls. And Gosh. they're great looking. It's a low-budget film. Like Just I kidding. said, it's filmed like a found footage movie like Cloverfield or Blair Witch. But the effects for the trolls are really good looking. It almost makes it seem like it, it, there's actually a troll there. Like it's, it's yeah. pretty realistic. Um, and not all trolls look the same. There's all the, all the trolls look different. They all die differently. And uh, it's pretty great. I, I totally recommend this movie if you don't mind the found footage style of movie. Um, Which I don't. So, yeah. Definitely recommend that one, Troll Hunter from 2010. <clears throat> uh, now, I didn't put these in, like, chronological order, so we're going back to 2008 with this next one. Uh, Martyrs. You haven't seen this one, have you? No. Oh. This one... Uh, is so messed up but it's it's good like it's it has a reason to be messed up it's not like a serbian film um well from our eyes <laughs> um not the director's <laughs> eyes martyrs is always that one you know people are always like i want to watch something truly fucked up and i'm like you need to watch martyrs because that it came out in 2008 i still see it there's still scenes from that movie i still oh, see it in my head uh, and it's done very well. The acting is really good. Oh, it's French. It is a French film uh, directed by Pascal <laughs> Laguerre. Uh, the story is about two women uh, who were both abused as children. And they, they grow up and they go on a brutal mission of revenge, only to find themselves in a living hell of unspeakable terror and depravity. That's all I can tell you. There's a lot going on, but I don't want to give too much away because um, there is a reason for calling it Martyrs. So I don't want to talk about that too much because I, I want you to see it they did remake it sadly uh in 2015 of the same title and it was the it was a very watered down american remake it it ruined it it was not good mm, yeah i never even heard of it it's disappointing it's Who's not trash it? it's know? just disappointing i honestly i don't remember okay not so long ago um, it's almost like it was one of those where it didn't need to be remade. Yeah. Like Cabin Fever. 
I know it's not a foreign movie, but that movie got remade. Mm-hmm. Shot for shot. Eli Ross Cabin Fever. Maybe people forgot about that, but they did make a nope, Cabin Fever it. remake. Listen. Different director, different cast, but the same movie. And you're just thinking to yourself, what was the point? <laughs> I right. get when a director wants to pay an homage to someone that, like, an inspiration, but you did the exact same thing. Oh, I this know. was like Gus Van Sant. Had a great, a good cast. Like, the new but, one? Yeah. But. but again, why do the exact same thing, like shot for shot? This reminds me of in the 90s when Gus Van Sant did Psycho with uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Vince Vaughn mm-hmm. as Norman Bates. Vince Vaughn as Norman Bates. Just think of that in your head. Vince Vaughn as Norman Bates. Uh, and Anne Heche. And uh, that movie was shot like was filmed shot for shot from the original Hitchcock movie like it was the framing exactly the same only it's different casting in color it was just why yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it is one you got to see it to believe it for I sure I, but it's just I do prefer the Alfred why? Hitchcock one I, I prefer the uh, the Psycho sequels over the remake or re shot shoot reshot <laughs> make I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, Martyrs. Definitely recommend that. Uh, it's not for the squeamish. There are some messed up things in it, but it's 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 done well. It's not just like we're just going to chop heads off and just blood splatter everywhere. It's not like that. Um, but there is some disturbing uh, death in it. It's pretty brutal. Mm-hmm. So what's our next one here this is when i was talking about that boom in france of bringing yeah. out all these extreme <laughs> yeah. horror movies um high tension mm-hmm. which i this came out when i was 13 2003 so and i remember seeing it when it came out maybe i should not have but, in theaters no oh, okay. i actually <laughs> own um i don't know i can't remember if it was the dvd or i think i have the dvd and it has okay. the unrated edition. Right? Yeah, and and you know, back in the day, I didn't know this was a foreign foreign film. I don't know how. I didn't realize that it was English dubbed. I don't know, but they just did it well, I guess. I guess so, or I just wasn't paying attention or something. But um, the director is uh, <laughs> Alex Alexandre Alejandre Aha mm-hmm. or Aja Aja. Aja. I don't know uh, if that J is, you know, sometimes it's a J AJA is, is his last silent, name. Silent, you know. Um, I don't know. He is. He still works today, and he has made movies that you would know about. Okay. Um, he did the Hills Have Eyes remake. Oh. Okay. And he did Piranha 3D. Oh, I never saw that actually. Surprisingly. It's so great. It's so <laughs> stupid, but it's yeah. so great. Anyways. But um. Also called uh, Switchblade Bromance. This mm-hmm. movie is about Alex and Marie who travel out to the country to visit Alex's family. What starts as a quiet vacation quickly turns into an absolute terror when a truck driver brutally attacks Alex's family and then turns his attention to our two leads. Mm-hmm. Pretty simple. Yeah. Very brutal. Very brutal. Very violent. Yeah. I mean, I didn't think it was going to be as violent because the trailers just... like The plot is pretty... Uh, We've seen this, mm-hmm. but I I haven't seen it like this. I knew it was like I didn't know what it was going to be like until that first scene when our truck driver kills the father yeah. and puts his head in the staircase. I, that is the most that is the most original way of decapitating someone I've myself. ever seen. 
Like, I was alone when I watched this mm-hmm. at 13. Okay. She's so fucked up now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I still love horror movies, so it didn't fuck me she up that them bad. She in a different way. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> but, no, I, I, I still liked it, even though it was really messed up. Mm-hmm. And I and I over the years, uh, people have kind of when I bring this up in conversation, they're like, "Oh, it was great until the end. The end was stupid. The twist ending." Oh yeah. Because it kind of when I you forget. go back, uh, I don't want to say it in yeah. case our viewers haven't seen I it, do, but it's, it, it but makes it's one you, I've been wanting to rewatch. Right, and it makes you want to you know go back and watch it and see if you can catch it, you know, um, if it makes sense. And I hear from I haven't seen it in so long. I do own it, but I, I should probably rewatch it too. I probably will. Have we're it talking somewhere. About it. I'm sure. Uh, but I think it like it doesn't add up. Uh, but who knows? You know, you never know whose point of view you're watching it from. So it might make sense. But some people are like, well, if it's that then how did they do that at that time, you know, or whatever. So, yeah. but who knows? I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. High tension. Yeah, that was great. I, I like, I think the, the French test like hot tension or something like that. It's like H-A-U-T-E. Because um, I remember that. That was on some of the posters for it, the international posters. All right. Uh, next one we'll talk about is one I've mentioned before. Oh my God! This movie. Uh, it's called Audition. Came out in 1999. Uh, it is available on Shutter, and it also is available on Tubi, which is uh, free. Teletubbies Tell, is what I call it. <laughs> uh, directed by Takashi Miike from Japan. Uh, he has directed a slew of extreme violent uh, Japanese movies, uh, like Itchy the Killer. Um, and the story is about a recent widower, uh, and he holds fake auditions to find himself a new wife very sleazy guy uh but he quickly falls for this enchanting and amazing young woman but she's got a questionable dark past and that soon comes to light it is a slow burn uh it's like an hour and 40 minutes and the first hour there's not much happening except learning about our widower and a little bit of our enchanting young woman nothing really about her past but just them and hitting it off and trying to work it out. Mm-hmm. But then that last 40 minutes takes a crazy left turn <laughs> into why she is, how she is, who she is, who she was, and what's going to happen to our widower. It is so messed up because it's such a different turn from what you were you know, watching in the first hour. I have a lot of friends that did try to watch it and they wanted to shut it off because the first hour was so slow and boring to them. It wasn't to me. I still enjoyed it. But having that last 40 minutes took me by surprise. There are some scenes in that. Like I said, with with, um, martyrs and stuff, it still haunts me. I still see it in my head. I still hear the sounds that are happening oh, in those gosh. scenes. I want to see it. It's so good. And it like yeah. at the time I've never seen anything. That it could have been one of the first like Japanese truly Japanese horror films that I've seen and watched all the way through and wow. What a, what a movie to start with for for that journey, <laughs> but oh my god, that was so good. Uh and gladly we did not get a American remake. I hope that movie is never touched uh by by us. It's perfectly fine on its own. 
like I said, the first hour is a little slow and it might not make you very interested, but stick with it because that last 40 minutes, good Lord, makes the whole thing worth it. Oof. Ah. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about it right now. And you know what? I'm not going to go watch it this week. I want I can to. still see it. I can still see it. Do you have I a DVD think copy? Of, uh, I do. It's like, I, I just, because she makes this sound. Just put me, mm. just give me a nice little October bundle <sighs> and bring it over. Well, you have Shudder. I think it's on, oh, Shutter. it's on Shutter. I think so. We'll have to look it up real quick after. All right. So I have another one on my list that is also debatable if it's a horror, but it does have horror elements. It's probably as much of a horror as when I was talking about Blade. Ooh, it is on Shutter. There we go. Blade, uh, the Ooh. Blade movies. Um, this one is called Night Watch. It came out in 2004. It is, uh, it's a fantasy horror epic. It's loosely based on a novel from 1998 called The Night Watch. They have made sequels like The Day Watch, The Twilight Watch, The Dusk Watch, you know, stuff like that. Um, oh, I've been wanting to watch this. Night Watch? Oh, that's not the one I was thinking of. Sorry. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> All right. But no, Night Watch is good, too. Um, it is directed by Timur Bigmambitov. Uh, he's Russian. Uh, he, you might recognize that name. He did direct Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. He okay. was the, he was one of the producers with Tim Burton for that awesome animated movie Nine, and he also uh, did the movie Wanted with Angelina Jolie. So, oh, and I has, actually love that movie. I do too. And the video game is very he, good. He has a great, unique style of like this hyper, like fast action that he does in his movies. Uh, the Abe Lincoln movie has that a lot in it. Wanted obviously has it. And this movie has it too. Um, and at the time of this movie, when it, when it was released, it actually was the biggest box office movie of all time in Russia. I don't, I don't know what it, it I think it got dethroned. But a, as of 2004, it was the biggest box office movie in Russia. Um, it was supposed to be the start of a trilogy, but they did release a sequel, which was called Daywatch, in 2006. Um, it's not as horror-esque as the first one. The first one is more horror. Uh, a lot of the stuff happens at night, so it makes it creepier in the Daywatch. I mean, it just makes sense. Night watch at night, Daywatch in the daytime. <laughs> um, but what, it, what it's about is, like, uh, hundreds of years ago, the forces of light and the forces of darkness, they go to war against each other in this huge, epic, bloody battle. But, you know, in order to avoid total devastation of either side, the leaders of the, of the groups actually make a truce. Um, the forces of light would control the day and the, the darkness of the night. So now it's in present-day Moscow, and there's a man named Anton. He's our lead protagonist. He joins the forces of the light to keep the outraged forces of the darkness at bay. But a new war might be coming. Uh, Anton, the actor, I didn't write his name down, but he, uh, he was in the movie Wanted as well he was the guy that um could control the rats or the mice remember that guy yeah, yeah super nice guy mm-hmm. uh, Yep, yeah, that is our lead in night watch and day watch okay. he kind of looks like the the russian guy from grandma's boy <laughs> he kind of looks like him a little bit <laughs> um but yeah uh and he was and and teamer was gonna finish the trilogy and make uh twilight watch um, I know, knowing now, that probably wouldn't have been the best title to use. But the book was called that, so that's what they were uh, okay. going to call it. But there was also the working title of Dusk Watch as well. Also, probably equally weird 
title to have. Uh, but he never got to it. He he shipped off to the States and directed Wanted. And all the effort he put into Wanted was the effort he was going to put into into Duskwatch. Uh, so in spirit, Wanted is that third movie we'll never get. Even though it has nothing to do with it, if that makes any sense. Right. So that's just what he, what that he did. That movie's still pretty great, though. It's one of it my faves. Um, what do we got next on the list? Um, I have never seen this, but I have seen the remake, mm-hmm. and the remake is is one that just bothers me. And I know we've talked about this mm-hmm. before, but anyways, th- this movie is called Wreck. Which I'm gonna stop you for just a second. It, it it's called Wreck, and in Wreck R E C, it is yeah. short for the word record. Yeah. But what's funny is that I don't think I've ever heard or seen anybody actually call this movie record because it is short for that so we just know it as wreck yeah (laughs) wreck's not a real word it's just short for record i always found that to be kind of funny yeah i guess i never thought about it but yeah i've always (laughs) wanted to see this um just because i i am a fan of the other one which spanish yep and the the remake is quarantine Mm -hmm. which came out in 2008 so a year later very close. Um, they really they got that remake out. Yeah, quick. that's kind of surprising, <laughs> but um, I am not going to try and slaughter the director's <laughs> name. There's two directors. I know Paco Plaza. Yeah. I've seen that Paco guy. Paco Plaza yeah. and uh, oh, let's call him JB. Well, you said it's Spanish. Yeah. So it's probably like Wami Wami, because usually their J's, the J's are. Yeah. Uh, like pronounced like ages. Uh-huh. Balaguero, Guero. Again, okay. If I'm you're so sorry. Okay. I'm terrible at names. <laughs> I can't even pronounce a lot it's, of American names. So yeah, Dutch oveny. And yeah, I remember. So the film is about. <laughs> yeah. Funny. Uh. Uh, the film is about a news reporter and her cameraman as they follow emergency workers at a distress call at an apartment complex. They're soon quarantined in the building after learning of a mysterious virus that has infected the tenants of the apartment. So I um I have seen Wreck, but it's been a long time, and I do want to own it's, it. It's one I've always wanted to see. It's, I just have never. Gotten I my hands would on say it. It, I do like Quarantine. I thought they did a good job with it. They do change some things, which you know is fine. So like you know the, the both movies are about a reporter and her, her cameraman and getting quarantined in a building while this virus has affected the tenants um but the origins of the virus is what's changed um but it's still pretty similar Mm -hmm. and set up the same um i will say that at least with wreck the poster and cover of the movie did not spoil the ending like quarantines did that was (laughs) the dumbest thing why would they do that no that was the ending but it it literally is the last shot. Yeah, I know, <laughs> like but the, you don't know that until so you're watching stupid. the movie. But still, <laughs> why would they do that? Um, they could have just tried mm. to make it like looking like Rex, but whatever. Um, sorry if you haven't seen Quarantine. Um, but they had it, time. Yeah, it was 2008. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, it it is it's um, effective. There's a it does rely very heavily on jump scares, mm-hmm. which is not my favorite thing. But I thought they did it well. Yeah. There's ones, the things I don't like are fake jump scares, where it's like 
you know, with the jump scare, it's always it's quiet and then something loud happens. But with a fake jump scare, it's like it's quiet and then like a cat jumps out and it's just like, oh, it's just the cat. I hate those. Yeah. Those are so stupid. <laughs> Why? Because they actually scare you. No, that's not even getting <laughs> Do they scared. Make you jump? That's just making you react to a loud noise. That's not scared. Yeah. Um, anyways, no, Wreck is really good and it is in Spanish and I recommend watching it in its spanish language it's really effective and i i actually think it's scarier than quarantine it really got under my skin the acting is really good and you know movies like this where they have a character that is the cameraman you know you do get a lot of people the same with like cloverfield um is people ask why do they keep filming why if there's like horror and things going on why would you keep filming like i understand in cloverfield you can ask that question like well, why want would people in the future to know what happened here but you might not survive you know it's like why would I, hud that was his name why would hud keep keep filming as like he's looking up and seeing the monster as he comes down and eats him um, uh-huh. I mean, it was a cool shot but like at the same time you're questioning him like dude drop the camera and run yeah but this movie I thought was very smart. They actually answer that question and they do it very well. The people of the apartment complex are actually really concerned with the way the police are handling their situation. You see that a little bit in quarantine, how they're Mm -hmm. like shooting people if they're trying to like look out the window, like that's messed up and they're not giving them any answers and not letting them even return to their own, you know, apartments themselves. They have to, like, stay in the hallways and lobbies and stuff like that. And that's, mess- like, I get it. It's quarantine. It's it's a virus that can spread. But, you know, these are people. Like, give them some info. Right. At, le- at least. So, with our lead character being a reporter, they, the, the tenants wanted them to keep filming as proof. So, they can spread it out to the rest of the world of how... Horror, like how they're being treated by the authorities. So I will give them that for sure. Yeah. They did make some sequels. Uh, Quarantine had a sequel. Uh, not as good as the first. It did? Yeah. Oh, the, on the airplane. Plane. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yes. I totally forgot um, about that. Because it is totally forgettable. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it has nothing to do with the first one. I think they mention, like, the building in it, but it really it has none of the same people. But it's, uh, I don't even think it's made by the same people. It's just, it. I think it was even straight to video. Yeah, I, I think say. you're right. It's worth the watch. You know, it's, it's a one watch. Yeah, it's I another totally, one I call a one totally watch. I totally forgot about that. But Wreck actually had four sequels. They had a Wreck 2 and a Wreck 3 and a Wreck Apocalypse or something Did like that. Did you see them all? I saw two, and that was pretty good. Not as good as the first one, but it was good. Yeah. I didn't see three or four, and I think there's a fifth one, too. Uh, okay. I just kept going. So, and I think they, they change completely from the first movie. But, you know, maybe someday. If I come across them, I will uh, give them a watch. Okay. So, have you seen our next one on the list? No, but it is on my list because it's on Hulu. This is my dad's like, and this is the one that i said that i wanted to see that i thought you were talking about at first and then i was like oh no i'm way ahead <laughs> okay all right yeah this is the one i've been wanting to this see. this is my dad's like one of his favorite movies of all time which is crazy because like i mean my dad has seen a lot of movies usually with me we watch a lot of them yeah. he, he, he absolutely loved the lighthouse and that was like the last movie i thought my dad would like i mean that's a hard that's a movie that's 
in my opinion, it's really hard to get people to love. It's either you really, really love it or it's just like, yeah, it was okay. But my dad really likes it and he, you know, would recommend it to his friends, even though his friends are kind of like, nah. <laughs> um, but the host, yeah, the host is one of his favorite movies of all time and it's one of my favorite movies of all time. It came out in 2006, not to be confused with that teen series, The Host. I think it was a book it series. It was a movie. But was it ever a it book was series? It was a book. One book. Stephanie was... Meyer, same author of the Twilight series. Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. Not to be confused with that. <laughs> so this one, the host, is directed by Bong Joon-ho, who was the man who gave us Parasite. And he also gave us Snowpiercer as well. Which is uh, also great. It is. Did you I still have your copy. No, I have not watched, not watched it. it. It's great. That's a. Love... <laughs> I've seen it before, but it was one I wanted to rewatch. So that's why I borrowed that's it. That's a love or hate I, movie too. And I've it's just okay if had you didn't it for like a while. It. Uh, so this comes from South Korea, just like Parasite. Uh, the movie is about a. Mis- it's a creature feature. It's uh, about a mysterious creature who emerges from the Han River and starts attacking people. Uh, the creature kidnaps a little girl, and we watch as her father does everything he can um, to rescue her. Um kind of like Nightwatch in Russia at the time of this movie's release it became the highest grossing uh, South Korean movie of all time which is just great giant uh, monster movie the monster itself original I've never seen anything like it um, he's really cool looking he's almost like a like a sort of has like a tadpole thing going on with them but there it's in the trailer but there's an amazing just scene and it just I'll always remember it because it's the scene my dad always remembers because you know, we were talking about this the other day. He's like, I can just see it in my head. That thing just hanging underneath the bridge. You don't even notice it, but it's there, you know, before he starts attacking people. But that's in the trailer for the film, so you can watch that. But it is a really <laughs> great scene uh, and it looks good. It's a low budget film. It's got a lot of weird humor in it as well. And it stars the same actor who was our main actor in Parasite. Uh, Bong Joon-ho likes to use that guy in all of his movies. He's in Snowpiercer as well. Okay. Um, he's the guy that like knows everything on the train and oh, is okay, always okay, drugged okay. Yeah. up on that weird, you know, black gel yeah. blocks that they eat. But he's I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> Um, that was the food. No, he, he had uh, the, whatever drugs were available in, in the Snowpiercer's time period. That's what he was always on. Um, no, the host is excellent. I'll have to borrow the... I actually bought it for my dad for his birthday on Blu-ray. I'm going to have to... I don't own it. I'm going to have to borrow it from him and I'll bring it it's over on, and we can watch it's it. It's on Hulu. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I keep forgetting. I have streaming channels and I always forget Halloween section. Halloween. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. Um, the dubbing is not bad but the original language is better oh for sure i will watch it in um subtitles all right do you want to take the next one you probably haven't seen it i do have this on dvd yeah i i don't know this the devil's backbone Mm -hmm. 2001 directed by guillermo del toro Mm -hmm. we know that name yes yep 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 so that's why i was like oh i won't slaughter this (laughs) (laughs) it's one of his first movies Uh, it could the, be his first movie, actually. I can't, I can't remember. I'd have to look that up. Yeah. Story takes place in 1939 at the end of the Spanish Civil War. Little Carlos's father is killed during the battle, and he is then placed in a horrible isolated orphanage. The orphanage life is very miserable for Carlos, and he starts to notice that it is haunted. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. It's uh, low budget. It is his one of his first movies, or if not his first movie. It's from Spain. So it's all in Spanish. 
um very creepy it's it's total haunted house ghost ghost children movie um but it's done very well and it's really <clears throat> cool to go back you know because i love guillermo del toro i've yeah. honestly enjoyed almost every single movie he's ever done even i love pacific rim mm-hmm. and uh, shape of water that was like my favorite movie of that year i know people have their amazing. i know people have their issues they're like it's just fish sex and i'm like no it's not oh God, yes that's in there but like if that's all you remember yeah <laughs> then you ain't looking at the right parts <laughs> that was such a beautiful movie but yeah, um, i agree and I'm, i i wished hellboy 3 would come out and they didn't like remake it with david harbour like what was the point of that um also by neil marshall <laughs> uh, but <clears throat> like i said hellboy movies blade 2 uh so Eddie, even Crimson Peak, that's a beautiful movie. Uh, and he's got Nightmare Alley coming out this year, and that looks really good. Bradley Cooper. Oh, okay. Um, there's a trailer for it. You should check it out. Nice. It's a remake. They're, well, a re-adaptation. It's based on a book from, like, the 40s, I think. Um, but, yeah, Devil's Backbone is fun to go back and look. Um, it's just very well done. I, I haven't seen it in a long time, but I do own it on DVD. So I recommend that one. They did not remake it, which is great. And the host that we talked about last one, they did not remake that either. So, was two there two talks that. of a remake though? Uh, yeah, in two thousand eight. Um, but it has been, uh, it has since been in what they call in the industry development hell. <laughs> so it's a movie that's like still there. If somebody wants to like grab pick it, it and pick it up and make it. Like, they have this vault or this area where they have all these scripts and all these ideas that are the, the development hell section. In and limbo. any writer or director or producer can go in there, take a look at some things, and if they're, that's interesting to them, they can see if they can get about get, get it financed and go. Okay. Um, an example of that is the movie uh, Being John Malkovich. Did you ever see that movie? No. Fantastic. So weird. So original. Uh, it's directed um, by Spike Jones, and it stars John Cusack and Cameron Diaz and John Malkovich, and it's such a weird movie. So, but but how it was made is that it was a script in their development hell section that apparently nobody wanted to try to make. It was in that <laughs> pile of of a movie that would never get made because of how out there it is. And John Cusack was looking to, you know, get something made. He didn't direct it, but he was one of the guys to bring it to light. Mm-hmm. And he saw that, and he he knew that nobody wanted to make it. And he's like, I want to make this. Yeah. I, I want to get this made. <laughs> and it is weird. I mean, he plays a puppeteer, uh, and that's his job. And he lives with Cameron Diaz, his wife. And Cameron Diaz is a vet and has they, they, there's animals everywhere in their apartment. And their marriage is okay. It seems like he's not very happy anymore, and she's also kind of drifting, but they're together. And he his puppetry work doesn't do anything. He's like a street performer guy, and it just doesn't work out, so he, he needs to find an actual job. And he finds this weird job in this... Uh, I know I'm getting off subject, but I have to tell you about this movie. He gets this job at this, um, this firm, and he goes to a floor that is like... I forget the actual floor number, but it's like, we'll say like 12, but it's like 12 and a half. That's the floor. And it's missing like, it's it's like half the size of a hallway. So you have to like crouch down to walk through the hallways <laughs> and rooms. Like it doesn't, it's not supposed to exist in this building. And he, he becomes a file clerk and he actually has a talent of filing extremely fast. So he gets that job. 
and one day he, you know, he's filing some papers and drops a paper behind the filing cabinet. So he moves the filing cabinet and he finds a little door. And he goes in this door and it's a portal into John Malkovich's head, the actor. So he is John Malkovich. He's seeing what Malkovich is doing through his eyes. He doesn't get to like <laughs> control him or anything, yeah. but he's just there as a person. And he only it only lasts like five, ten minutes, and then he's like like launched out of that dimension off a freeway outside the city. Huh. <laughs> That's the setup for the movie. Yeah. So and there is a great moment later in the movie where Malkovich goes in the portal himself. So and I'm not gonna tell you what happens, okay, but it's yeah, don't crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's such a weird movie that it's it's I I really like it. A lot yeah. of people hate it and that's fine. But yeah, it's out there. So that's development hell. So let's hope the host remake just stays in development hell. But yes, Devil's Backbone, recommend it. Uh the next one on my list is another debatable horror, but it has gore and killing and there is a mystery and suspense it is called Brotherhood of the Wolf. came out in 2001. I do own this on DVD. Uh, it's directed by Christophe Gans. It's from uh, France. Uh, this story takes place in 18th century France and follows two men that were sent to investigate the mysterious, brutal deaths of hundreds by an unknown creature in the province of Givaudin. The story is loosely based on a real-life series of killings that took place at that same time, and it draws from the famous legend of the beast of Givaudin. Uh, it does have a mix of pretty awesome choreographed sword fights and martial arts. You know, so when I when I saw a preview for this and it's like, ooh, a mystery about uh, hunting a creature that we don't know what it is and it's killing people, and I'm like, ooh, Mark Dacascus is in it and he's like doing kung <laughs> fu and flipping around and like that. It it's it does make it kind of a weird mix, but it's pretty awesome actually. <laughs> uh, also, no remake for that, but that one it's in French and there is a uh, dubbing. As well, uh, Vincent Cassell is also in it. Uh, he uh, he's done movies. He's been around forever. He was. Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up some movies that's like, you know, he's a renowned actor, and I'm bringing up these dumb movies that he's in. It's just in my head. But he was uh, the villain in Ocean's Twelve. <laughs> but he's also in um oh, what is that uh, uh derailed with uh, um uh, friends. Rachel Jennifer, Jennifer Aniston, Aniston. Yeah. I almost and Clive said that Owen. but I didn't know if that the, so the Jennifer hotel Aniston, or whatever you know, yeah where she lures oh, men okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, he was her man okay he has an accent but he plays a really crazy character in Brotherhood of the Wolf and I think that was the first movie I've ever seen him in um, but yeah check it out if you like mystery suspense monster uh, brutally killing people and martial arts that that's right up your alley it's pretty great <laughs> Go ahead and take this next one. We talked briefly about oh it. Oh, my gosh. Pan's Labyrinth, mm-hmm. which is also Guillermo del Toro. Mm-hmm. 2006. Just, just makes which, great Which movies. we did kind of go in detail, but not what it was about. Mm-hmm. Um, the story takes place five years after the Spanish Civil War with little Ophelia and her pregnant and very ill mother travel to the country to live with her stepfather. With, who is horrible and a sadistic captain. To escape his harsh and cruel reality, Ophelia steps into a fantasy world within a hedge maze into the prop- in the property's back garden. In this world, she meets a... F- fawn. 
fawn. Fawn. <laughs> so I, a fawn. It's a Boston uh, fawn. Fawn. <laughs> Who tells her that she must complete three tough and dangerous assignments in order to see her father, the king, again. Mm-hmm. And this movie is awesome. It's so good. Yeah. The acting is amazing. Um, the effects and the makeup and the the, the whole costumes. feel and the, the dark. It's dark. And, yeah. And there's some depressing stuff in yeah. it. Like she, her father is a bastard. Like he is a horrible captain of this regime and that like literally executes people right on the property. And it gets pretty graphic. There's some blood. Um, and there's some pretty freaky creatures that mm-hmm. Ophelia runs into, especially the pale man. When I first saw the pale man, at yeah. first I was like, that thing looks awesome. And at the same time, that thing is terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> his saggy skin yeah. and his eyeballs on his hands and he's eating the heads off fairies. Oh, my God. That that, that whole scene was so yeah. good. <laughs> Whew, even that frog thing that she runs into and the fawn himself looks amazing. God, Del Toro is just the master of having these movies with these... Uh, these creatures with that are like costumes and prosthetics and things he's just so good and he i believe he mastered that in hellboy 2 with the the monster city that they go to yeah. the underground there's mm-hmm. just monsters ever it's so good if you really like take a pause and like or watch that in slow motion he's he detailed like everything it was so good oh pan's labyrinth is so great um it, like I said, it was tough for me to recommend that when I worked at Blockbuster because there were a lot of people that just refused to watch it because it wasn't in English. Yeah, and, and the I'm little like, girl dude, is awesome, too. Yeah. I'm like, dude, you missed out on something so good, but because you didn't want to re- read, <laughs> you're not going to see this amazing movie. But I believe it did win Best Foreign Film or if it was nominated when it came out in 2006. Um, if it didn't win, I can't remember. I'd have to look it up. But if it didn't win, it should have because... Good lord, it was amazing. It was one of the first foreign films I've seen. I've probably seen more when I was like way younger, but that one affected me. Yeah, I saw this um, not when it first came out, but I did see it my senior year of high school, so 2008, and I just fell in love. And it is on Netflix if anyone wants to watch it. it. And I will admit, it did catch me off guard. I didn't know that it was a Spanish film because when I, yeah, I remember seeing the trailer for it in theaters, mm-hmm. and in the, the the theater, the theatrical trailer, there's no dialogue. You just get the wonderful music, often depressing, or I can just say hauntingly beautiful music, um, and then scenes from the movie, and that's all you got. You didn't never heard any of the characters speak. So honestly, when I went and saw it, I had no idea it was a Spanish movie. Yeah. <laughs> it caught me off guard, but I still loved it anyways. Yeah. And no, there is no remake, and there is no plan for a remake. Thank goodness. And I'm very happy with that. It doesn't need one. Absolutely no. not. So if you haven't seen it, I, I highly recommend it. It's it's definitely one of its top tier recommends on this whole list that we've done so far. You may not like it. Mm-hmm. may not be your cup of tea. I get it. It's fine. This and uh, Parasite. Yeah. Yeah, definitely Parasite. That's <laughs> definitely up there, <laughs> too. I didn't even think I'd like that movie either, but well, holy cow, that movie mm-hmm. surprised me. And I'm like, okay, I can see why I won those awards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. <laughs> it's pretty funny, too. Um, yeah, it's weirdly funny. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's no comedy in Pan's Labyrinth. It's pretty yeah, straight. No, it no. takes itself serious, even though it has fantastical elements. It's a drama. Um, it may make you very sad. 
<laughs> some some parts and it, it's just it's grim very grim movie mm-hmm. but good it can be it can be delightful too you know there there is some light in that movie <laughs> all right next on my list i got let the right one in i love this movie it is in my top five favorite vampire movies of all time um it, it it does have things that we've seen before in in uh, in other movies, but I just love the way they did this. Um, I actually forgot to write what language it's in. <laughs> I think it's French. I think it's a French film. I could be wrong. You can Google that for me real quick. It was made in two thousand eight. Uh, the story is about a young boy who is constantly bullied at school, and and a mysterious girl uh, with a dark past and they develop a friendship with each other they live in the same apartment complex she just moves in and he has no friends and they they meet each other and instantly hit it off um it has great it has moments of um it has uh, there's there's sweet moments there's romantic scenes in it because they do have affections for each other and because they're such at a young age it's um somewhat controversial uh, but she is uh, a vampire, and he is just a regular boy. So um, it's not like Twilight. <laughs> there's there's similarities, I guess, with the loving... Swedish. I was completely wrong. Sorry, France. I was mm-hmm. wrong. And sorry, Sweden. I was wrong. I, God, now that I think about it, you're right. It's totally right. I totally forgot. I have seen this. I, I didn't think that I saw this, but now looking at this, mm-hmm. I have seen this. Did you like it? I actually did. Yes. The performances I've, I've seen the remake too, but. were really good. Um, both kids uh, and even the adults in the movie, there are some scenes that are truly messed up and kind of terrifying. Um, but it's, it's, it's just very well made. Unfortunately, they did make a remake mm-hmm. in 2010 called Let Me In. Uh, with Chloe Grace Moretz, Ugh. hit girl from Kick-Ass. She was our vampire. And then the She's kid... She's not my favorite person. God, who was the boy in the movie? Uh, Cody... Smith McPhee. Ah, yes. He was in the movie The Road with Viggo Mortensen, I believe. Um, not very good. Uh, I think they just wanted, because it was such a success, it was, it was based on a book as well called Let the Right One In. Um, but I think, you know, to continue the success of that, they jumped on a, a remake immediately. Um, I didn't like it. I, I wouldn't, It's not trash. It was well-directed, but it just didn't want them to remake it. I wanted them, them to kind of leave it alone. And now they're, they're going to keep poking the bear because there is a Let the Right One TV series in the works already right now. Not sure what channel is going to, but it is coming. But I do recommend that one. If you like vampire movies, it's different. It has some familiar things in it, but it is done in a different way. Um, the book, I haven't read it, but I hear it's it's similar, but you get more backstory of our vampire character, and apparently there is some pretty disturbing things about that character's past that they just couldn't put in the movie because it would just it would be it would offend people and it would just turn people off because it is very disturbing oh gosh um that that character's backstory and i did read what that character's backstory is okay yeah so (laughs) and they don't really hint at it at all in the remake they hint at it a little bit in the uh and let the right one in but they don't 
they they kind of left it out for the American remake, so I can see why. <laughs> yeah, I don't, well, I, I say yeah, like I know what you're talking about, but I, I don't. I'll tell you later. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I want to know. <laughs> uh, so yeah, let the right one in. Do recommend it. Um, not let me in. Not let me in. I mean, if you're interested, if you want to see Chloe Grace being another failed remake, <clears throat> Carrie. Oh God, that was terrible. Well, I she do. was a lot younger, and let me. In. Yeah, and I I do like her in other things. I don't. I, I, I liked, like, her, I liked as her as Hit Girl. I do. I did. And, I loved and her in Kick Hit Ass Girl. too. I thought she was she super was... cheesy in the new Tom and Jerry movie. And you said that last time. I know. And I didn't. I didn't necessarily like this movie, but I didn't mind her in Dark Shadows. I thought she was fine. Right. She was just your typical rebellious teenage daughter that just was meh. Yeah, about and everything. I do not like her as Wednesday. Adams. It's just a voice, right? It's just a voice. It's just a voice that I know. I know. <laughs> I know you're there. <laughs> and she's been acting since she was like really little. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She's in um. What movie was I watched? The Pacifier. With Vin Diesel. I think that was her. Yeah, in that she was really really little, but. The Pacifier. We just referenced a Vin Diesel family movie. Family. Sure did. Yeah, Vin Diesel family movie. <laughs> okay, anyways, back on track here. <laughs> uh, so yeah, let the right one in. Totally recommend it. Uh, I'm going to talk about another vampire movie next. Um, not many have seen it. Not many have heard of it, and that's fine. Uh, a friend of mine uh, turned me on to it. I, I heard of it. I've seen like the cover for it, but he actually owned the movie, and he's like, dude, you need to watch this movie. You like vampire movies? You got to check this out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not your typical vampire movie, so I, it's it's a tough one to recommend. This is a total like independent, like almost art film in a way, and art films are very tough to recommend to people. But I did like it. I, I don't think I'm going to own it yet um, because it is still kind of expensive. Uh, it's called A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. came out in 2014. It is black and white. I like that style. It's directed by Anna Lily Amirpour. Um, uh, it was filmed in the U.S., but the language is Persian. So that's interesting. That's the first time I've seen something like that. Hmm. Uh, the story follows a lonely vampire as she stalks a decayed and rotten little town in Iran. The town is purely fictional. Uh, the creators, uh, yeah, she just stalks the streets. Uh, and, like, this little town is so, like, the reason why, you know, you use words like decayed and rotten, because it literally is. Like, in, if you really pay attention to the background as she's walking by, there's just dead bodies everywhere hiding in the shadows. They're just there. So it's like a little Ooh. rotten town. Um, but I liked it because it was different. It was a very different kind of vampire movie. But it's a tough one to recommend because you may not like it at all. It is slow. But. I'd watch it. But check it out. Um, she did. I'll watch anything once. They they do claim that it's the first Iranian vampire western. It does have a western feel to it because it's like a lone ghost town type of setting. Um, I did see her follow up. She made it was like no no connection, but the next movie that she did, and I think it's on Netflix. A lot of people hated this movie, and I get it. I get why people hate this movie, but it has such a strange cast. It's called The Bad Batch. I have seen this. Right, mm-hmm. and you probably didn't like it, and it's okay if you didn't. It's all right. Yeah. Jim Carrey is yeah, in it, and Jim Carrey great. has no lines. He is a complete mute character. He just mm-hmm. plays a homeless guy using expressions. Jason Momoa and Keanu Reeves is a, what, a cult leader yeah, in that. It's a very guy. strange cast um but you know if you watch that first and that's your first impression of that director 
don't use that movie. Use the girl walks home alone at night. Completely different, but I don't know. I guess that's what you give, you know, low budget directors some money and some big names and see what they can do. And sometimes it's great, and other times it's like, uh, stay independent. Yeah. <laughs> um, although the Bad Batch is still an independent movie, it just he they just she just so happened to get like those actors to be a part of it. Jim Carrey, that was the big surprise to yeah. see him oh, in yeah. that. Um, and he was great. <laughs> he was really good as being... I didn't don't... even know he was in it when I started watching it. And I was like, oh my god. <laughs> you can see it in his face. Like, he's Jim covered Carrey. with a beard and yeah. dirt and grossness. But he's... That's Jim Carrey right there. <laughs> All right. Um, I guess I'll take the next one. Because you probably haven't seen it. seen it. Have you heard of it? No. Okay. Suspiria. Came out in 1977. Directed by the famous Dario Argento. Uh, in Italy, and his uh, his daughter is in a bunch of movies. Uh, Asia Argento is his daughter. Um, she was. Did you see Triple X with Vin Diesel? Yeah, she was the girl. Oh, okay. So she's in a ton Russia, of stuff. She was also in um, Girl, right? Yeah, she's in Land of the Dead, but she's Italian. Um, and he does like to put her in his movies. I, I think she was too young for Suspiria, but um. Suspiria is actually a trilogy. That is the first movie. The second one was called, all by Dario Argento. The second one was called Inferno, and the third one was called The Mother of Tears. Inferno was pretty good. Mother of Tears, you can skip. I watched it. It's watchable, but it's just, when you compare it to the other two, it's just, like, not as good. But Suspiria is the best. Uh, it's uh, They did remake this movie uh, in 2018 called Suspiria. I believe it had Tilda Swinton in it, and... Um, uh, I want to say the girl from Fifty Shades. I can't remember her name. Dakota Johnson? Yes. I believe she's in it, too. Is the lead. Uh, okay. Uh, the story is about an American ballet student who transfers to a prestigious dance academy in Germany, but realizes after a series of brutal murders, the academy is actually a front for a supernatural conspiracy. Dun, dun, dun. This movie was very evolutionary at its time uh some people now looking back on it it's a little silly a little cheesy but i still really enjoyed it the music is great the soundtrack is really good um and he, he likes using a lot of crazy like vibrant colors in the movie um it's hard to explain you kind of have to just watch it uh, so i do recommend suspiria you want to take the next one I wasn't right. She's not in it at all. No, it's Chloe Dang Grace it. it's Moretz. It's Chloe Grace Moretz. <laughs> wow. I never watched it, but I heard it's okay. I, I heard it's really long, though. Like, it's 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 unnecessarily long. Oh, that's funny, though. God, Chloe. You know, I'm still going to watch it. I can like her in some stuff. My bad. I was totally wrong about the actress in the movie. She was in... Dakota Johnson was in something else that just made me think of it, I guess. But I can't... Whatever. <laughs> not Fifty Shades. I've never seen those movies, so I. Um, sure, he says that he doesn't want to admit it, but whatever. I haven't seen them. <laughs> I know of kidding. them, just like I haven't seen any of the the Twilight movies, he except will. for the first one. I'm gonna make you watch them all. Okay. All right. Okay. Next one. Inside. This mm-hmm. is 2007, mm-hmm. directed by Julian Mori. And Alexandre, Alexandre Bastille. Bastille. Mm-hmm. This is French, also French. Mm-hmm. 
story is about a young pregnant woman who gets brutally attacked during a home invasion by a sadistic and mysterious stranger who wants her unborn child. This is a very gory and disturbing movie. Another one of those France ex- French extreme horrors. It was straight to video. I remember it because uh, I want to say Dimension Extreme produced it. Uh, Dimension was a company that, you know, I don't think it's around anymore, but they had, you know, they produced like a lot of the Hellraiser movies and the Scream movies yeah. were all under Dimension. And then they had Dimension Extreme, which was like the straight to video ones. And they had a, like a whole slew of those. The the Feast sequels were under Dimension Extreme. Okay. And I believe Inside was one of those too. Yeah, that movie is gross. There's some gross stuff and it's a total like hostile gore well the scary thing about this is like some of the shit actually fucking happens in real Mm -hmm. life people like pregnant women get their babies cut out of them all the fucking time Mm -hmm. and it's sad and that's this mixed with like a home invasion uh type movie oh she was in bad times at el royale and it came out the same time as suspiria so remake so i probably just got that confused yeah my bad. It's it's <laughs> hit girl again. Mm. It's probably she's hit in her. need for speed. Hit or miss. Uh, yeah. So inside, it's not for you know the squeamish, um, but it is done well. It's well made for how being messed up it is. Uh, no uh, no remake to that, so it's pretty good. Um, it's probably a reason. So <laughs> I get it. Yeah. All right, so I just got a couple more on this list, and then we'll wrap it up here. Um, there's the A Tale of Two Sisters from 2003 from South Korea, directed by Kim Ji Woon. Um, South Korea's got some good they do horror movies. South Koreans, Japanese, the French are about the mm-hmm. gore. Yeah, I have another. I have one uh, more. The Italians movie. are about zombie movies for the most part. Um, yeah, you can really, like I said, if you seek out in the foreign market you might find some some gems um to uh wet your whistle <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i didn't mean to have that sound bad like that but i just <laughs> find some originality yeah find some originality out there so a tale of two sisters uh it is inspired by uh a korean 14th century folk tale. uh me too it it was it's watchable but it's i it kind of yeah. got it kind of got mixed in with all the other movies that came out around that time like the unborn yeah um it's kind of like cinderella uh but it's like the korean <clears throat> folktale version uh the story is about two sisters who reunite at their father's country home after one returns from a mental institution they start to see disturbing hauntings in the house that actually may have to do with the, the dark past of the family's history uh they did do a remake in 2009 but it was called the uninvited so you've seen that you kind of see what two tale of two sisters about the tale of two sisters much better way better yeah i'd I'd watch it uninvited was a little watered down it just it just didn't do it for me but it's watchable it's not trash it was watchable have you seen this uh next one on my list yeah actually i have which it's funny because you were talking about um people renting pans Mm -hmm. and uh wanting the english version well i rented this movie um not knowing that it was foreign either because i for some reason i got it mixed up with another um orphan no i think it came um, out i thought it had uh what's her face in it who plays rogue um anna packman yeah i thought it was 
there was another movie that came out around the same Darkness. time. I think that's what I thought I was renting, and then mm-hmm. I got the orphanage, <laughs> and then I was like, this is not what I rented, but it was, you know, it was all right. This is but... the orphanage, by the way. Oh, yeah, sorry. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, what's interesting about yeah. that with the whole Pan's Labyrinth, this movie, The Orphanage, was produced by Guillermo del Toro. Oh, okay. And it's, of course he would, because it has uh, similarities to The Devil's Backbone. And I forgot to mention, because Devil's Backbone takes place Spanish Civil War, and Pan's Labyrinth takes place five years after the Spanish yeah. I think this is all in the same universe. I think all yeah. of his, his Spanish <laughs> so films have say, the same universe. It seems like it. <laughs> but, um, oh, basically, sorry. The story is about Laura, who returns with her family back to her childhood home. The home used to be an orphanage, and she plans to turn it into a home for disabled children. Things start to turn as her son starts talking to an invisible new friend... Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's another haunted children type movie like yeah. Devil's Backbone. And, and there is some pretty creepy stuff, I'd say. It's not the worst. No, and it's movie. not. It, it, we've seen it before because I've seen movies like Devil's Devil's Backbone. It wasn't new, but I, I appreciated it. Yeah, it was well made. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Spanish, just like uh, the others. And I could see why Del Toro would put his name on it. So yeah. worth the watch. Oh, definitely. Orphanage, um, 2007 is when yeah. it came out. There is no remake of that, so we're good there. So I have one last one on my list, but I, I know you got. More. I know you got a couple. I just one. Um, there were a couple that I wrote down that I considered to be foreign films, but I didn't really do a deep dive on it, and that was Goodnight Mommy, uh, which is Austrian, uh, but it's but the spoken language was German. The Babadook. The Babadook, which, you know, you could say it's an American film, but it's because the, the actors are speaking English, but it's it's actually an Australian film, and, and parts of it was filmed in Australia and Canada. So that's not that's not the U.S., so I still consider it um, foreign horror. Um, and I liked it. I thought Babadook was was pretty good. The, the, uh, the, the Babadook himself was pretty creepy. Yeah. The book that the kid had to read. I, I kind of want to look at that book, but I kind of yeah. don't want to look at that book. <laughs> right. I, I do, you know, admit that kid is one of the worst kids ever in a movie. So annoying, whatever. But at the same time, I get why he's like that. I get why the mom acts the way she does. It just, it's frustrating to watch them interact yeah. with each other. But after knowing what they went through and everything, like I get it, but like at the same time, I'm like, oh God. Yeah, no, just, I totally agree. Just be a mom and son. Right. <laughs> um, and then uh, Train to Busan and its sequel, Peninsula, uh, from South Korea. I actually have not seen them. I have a lot of friends that are like, you haven't seen Train to Busan? It's like such a good zombie movie. And I'm like, I know, I know. I just, it's on my list. It's in my queue. <laughs> I've never so I'm heard just going to say so. that. <laughs> it's in my queue. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so my last one on my list is Funny Games from 1997, directed by Michael Haneke. It's uh, uh, from Austria, and the story is about two violent young men who take a family hostage inside their home and make them play sadistic games for their own amusement. Mm-hmm. Those kids are little; those those kids are bastards. Uh, they're <laughs> teenagers. Uh, they did do a remake of this um, in 2007, so 10 years later, uh, and it was like a shot-for-shot remake, uh, but with American actors. It was Tim Roth and Naomi Watts as the the, the husband and wife in the house and uh, Michael Pitt was one of the teens uh, that torments them and it was actually still directed by the original director it was called Funny Games Funny Games yeah Hmm. it uh I think it was around the time 
the strangers came out so there was like this huge boom of home invasion movies so i guess that's probably why he wanted to take advantage he's like i i have one of the original home invasion movies so i'm gonna remake this and put it out there and it did it did okay and you know what i like the remake i like the original they're very similar it's just one's in english yeah (laughs) Um, but the the the, re, the remake it, it's acted well. I love Tim Roth. I watch him in anything. And uh, Naomi Watts, you know, she was good in it too. So yeah, check out check out that one. Some dark humor in both of them. Um, but it is it is a home invasion movie. But it's just the the antagonists are a little different than like the strangers. It's just people in masks and stuff. Yeah. So I mean the 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 two teens have characters. They, they are characters. They have. There's reasons for what they're doing, and they are complete bastards, for sure. <laughs> okay. Um, the so last you... movie I have is called Raw. came out in 2016. Mm. This is a French movie. came mm. from France. Of course it did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this movie, I watched when it first came out. It was on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And... Whoop, is all I'm going to say. <laughs> this... <laughs> The movie well, I mean, just makes you feel so some kind of certain based way. Based <laughs> on the plot, yeah. I mean, you can see that. Yeah, it's basically a young woman. She's studying to be a vet, and she develops a craving for human flesh. Okay. That so, happens. yeah, it's. Ooh. Grave was the original title. It's directed by um, Julia DeCornow. I don't. Again, I'm sorry if I, I said that wrong, but. Um, but yeah, it, it, there's, there's a lot of parts where you're like, oh my god it makes your stomach upset and you just want to quit watching it but i just mm. kept on going not a good movie for like vegetarians to watch yeah no no vegans. no Mm-mm. no kind of wonder what uh they used um to uh what she was eating yeah it. well i did read that like um some of the like chicken um what do you call them fillets or whatever they are uh, are like pure sugar or something like that. Someone said they're pure sugar. It grossed her out so bad. <laughs> Didn't make her not want meat. It made her not want candy. <laughs> okay. I mean, well, that's still better than eating like raw chicken or something. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I don't think they legally can sugar. make people eat raw chicken, but, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's gross. I, I do recommend you watching it though. <laughs> I, it's, is it, if it's still on Netflix, yeah, because I, I, I do. I'm not sure. Scroll past it a lot, so I scroll past a lot of things. There's so many movies in my queue. I could I can make Same. a whole episode just talking about all the movies. And then it's in my like takes queues. you an hour. Like it takes me an hour to pick something sometimes because I'm like, there's so many there's fucking so much choices. Things to look yeah, at. and I'm just like so overwhelmed. It's like when when uh, my dad got Netflix for the first time. He was telling me. He's like, I was like, what'd you watch first? You know, because I was telling him, oh, this is on there. This is on there. You can check that out. And I like, I call him a few hours later. And I'm like, so what'd you, what'd you pick? And he's like, I'm still looking. There's so <laughs> many things to look at on here. And I don't know what to pick because there's just so many choices. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Raw is still on Netflix. Okay. So. And we did not get a remake to that, which is good. Um yeah, like I was saying, you know, remakes, they're going to happen. There's so many remakes. And there was ones I didn't talk about, like I said in the beginning, like One Missed Call and, and Pulse, but I don't really need to talk about those. The remakes were not great. They're watchable, but not great. And they, yeah. and they had sequels to Pulse, which was crazy, like straight-to-video sequels. Um, I remember the, the cover of the third one. It's like a 
a close-up of someone screaming and there's this black goo like stretching over their face it literally <laughs> looked like they were trying to do a low-budget venom movie with the symbiote blacks yeah. <laughs> weird but uh you know they kept making them it made some money i guess uh but yeah like if there was ones we didn't mention sorry it was we've already mentioned a lot as it yeah. is uh but like uh, you know like we were saying uh foreign horror is most of the time really good and this halloween season if you're sick of watching you know friday the 13th for the hundredth time or you know never i know friday the 13th that awesome. was a bad example probably, like, our next episode should just be devoted to friday the 13th. yeah um or you know you're sick of watching the exorcist or the shining you're like you've seen it all you know i got a lot of friends that like their facebook post is give me a scary movie to watch can anyone name me a scary movie to watch and you know people would hundreds of comments will come in oh check this out check this out and then you know at the end he'd be like i've seen them all and they're not scary you know something like that so i would recommend foreign films and who knows he might still not find them scary but at least they're different they're original right and he might find some scary right but like we were saying this whole time horror is divisive Mm -hmm. it's not gonna satisfy everybody but there is a lot on this list that i have seen and they scared me Rex scared me audition still scares me yeah um, i gotta i'm gonna watch that <laughs> so and you might Blood not Drive. like it you might not like it so it's divisive you'll it's know. subjective you'll find out i'll tell you yeah still call <laughs> me later that eh, movie sucked no it was mediocre <laughs> mediocre <laughs> all right not well, impressed that wraps it up uh i do want to say a special thanks to gene co for sponsoring the episode yes um, my organs are pretty good right now, so I don't think I'm going to be calling them in a minute <laughs> yeah, uh, no. anytime soon. But, uh, but also before we wrap it up, not sure how long this episode has been going, but what did you watch last? I remembered. What did you yeah, watch I... last? We are still <laughs> continuing our 31 um, days of horror. Well, one of them I already talked about earlier, which was Nobody Sleeps in the Woods tonight, mm-hmm. which is that Polish film come out in 2000 or yeah, 2020. Um, another one that I kind of mentioned last episode that I watched, but I figured I'd talk about it a little more this time because it is a foreign film mm-hmm. called Blood Red Sky. It's German, just came out this year, directed by uh, Peter Thorwarth. I think that's how you say it. Um, so basically, a woman with a mysterious illness is forced into action when a group of terrorists attempt to hijack a transatlantic overnight flight. It's her and her son. And yeah, she has like some kind of mysterious condition. Like you can tell, like you're like something ain't right <laughs> with her. And then she kind of. I don't want to give anything away because I I would like you to watch it. It's actually I actually really enjoyed it. Okay. It was really good at first when I first saw it. I thought it was um. Oh, what's her name? I why do I always forget her name? Not Rumi Mara. Um. Numi Rapace? Yes, thank you. I'm like, I know uh, Girl it's... with the dragon tattoo. Yes. The original. Yes. I thought it was her at first when mm. I first watched the trailer. And then I started watching it. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's not her at all. But she kind of looks like her. But um, I actually thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. And she's she's creepy. So give it a chance. Numi Rapace, sorry, off subject, does have a new movie that's in theaters. And I do want to see it. It looks ridiculously weird, but my kind of weird. Lamb is what it's called oh yeah 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 i think that's a foreign film too so yeah i uh it just i've I seen the trailer, trailer yeah that. it looks very strange and <laughs> yeah, it looks hilarious i want to see not it. hilarious but it looks weird and disturbing yeah. so 
I mean, why not? I saw that, Pig earlier th earlier this year, so I want to see Lamb next. That was a trailer <laughs> when I went and saw um, The Green Knight. Okay. That was a trailer. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it but, could be A24, too, and I just I can't think of it, you know. Right. Um, I also watched um, the first the first feature of uh, American Horror Story Season 10, Riptide. I did, too. I actually thoroughly enjoyed it. Enjoyed it yes. I thought it was very good. Um there is a character in there that I kept calling a C-U-N-T. And uh, I hate to use that word, but... Who? Oh. Oh, his daughter? <laughs> yeah. She did a good job, though. I know, she but I was really... like, what a but, little I mean, cunty. But oh, you can't blame that, but... her. I mean, there's a reason why she's like that. Uh, I did want to give it away, but okay. But anyways... <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. And I even hate using that word. But oh my God, I, was like, <laughs> I get it. I get it. But she did a really good job. Um, oh, no, for sure. I, I mean, she, you're supposed to feel yeah, that you're, way. Yeah. yeah. And it does for have sure. some of our usual people. Evan Peters is in it. Sarah Paulson's in oh, it. Oh, Evan um, Peters. Uh, Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin's so great. Good. He's yeah. good. Uh, he should be a... Uh, forever staple in yeah. American Horror Story. Now he was he was great. Oh, I loved him. I, Sarah Paulson was amazing. Mm -hmm. She played a, a character I've never even expected her to be. Almost reminded me of her character from uh, Hotel a little bit, Just dirty, nasty. Yeah, but not well, as she wasn't a whore. She wasn't that <laughs> dirty and nasty. She was but... just a crackhead. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, no, Macaulay Culkin was really good, and I was a little like I always remembered. You know, I remembered when it was advertised and there was articles i'm like hey macaulay culkin's in the cast hell yeah yeah and I, at the same time i'm like huh i haven't seen him in a while i wonder if he's gonna be okay and, the, and he was great yeah I, was the great. whole cast was great i i as i was mentioning before because we were talking about this earlier i really liked that they gave the actor uh finn whitrock like um a bigger role. I, I've liked him in everything. I've seen mm -hmm. him in American Horror Story. He played Dandy Mott in Freak Show. Yeah, I mean, I hated that character, right, but, but he was you're so good. To hate him. <laughs> um, even his little, the one episode that he was in in 1984 as Mr. Jingle's son uh, at the very end, he did a good job. Like I, I, I think he's a good addition to the uh, American Horror Story family. Yeah, so. no, I totally agree. And it was nice to see him in that setting. Mm -hmm. It was good. It was interesting. Uh, it's different. There wasn't. Uh, I can't really compare it because you can compare like hotel to murder house of the way the rules are and the haunting stuff. It's similar, but this one, Riptide, it's not like any of the other ones I can think of. No, mm. I don't think. But so. it is a part one of two in this season. There is a second part, which is different. Yeah, it's, it's a totally Valley. different story. I have not fully started it yet mm -hmm. so but then i also started watching scream queen since talking about it i was like you know what i'm gonna binge watch that again um emma roberts does drive me nuts a little bit in that because you know when i watched it back in the day i watched it every week you know once a week but this time i you know binge watched the entire thing so it was a little more emma roberts <laughs> but <laughs> I do like her a lot, but this character, you know, if you watch it, you'll understand. Like, she's a little much sometimes. She but. was Nancy Drew, wasn't she? Yep, she sure was. <laughs> they referenced that in Screen Prince, funny. which is funny. But... I don't know why I thought of that. <laughs> yeah, and then I've been re-watching Marianne, which is that French show I've been mentioning because I want Brian to watch it because it's got the creepiest old lady. And You just want me to just Yeah, well, isn't that the point? To be yeah, scared? I, I guess. 
Yeah, no, you're right. It's Halloween. It's it's October month. Yeah. Yeah, and that's about... it's gonna mess with my my <laughs> sequelathon that I got going on. Yeah, yeah. As well, my this was days. canceled after one season, so that's kind of unfortunate. So it might be a quick but, watch. Um, so a famous horror writer goes back to her hometown, and she finds out that the evil spirit that plagues her dreams is also there in real life. So, mm. yeah, mm. very good. <laughs> all right, all right. Mm-hmm. It's that's in my all. cue. Uh, so as I was talking last episode, I, it didn't start intentionally, but now I'm intentionally just watching part mm-hmm. twos for the rest of the month, uh, horror movie part two, um, sequels. Uh, so, uh, you know, from the ninth all the way to, uh, yesterday, which was the 17th, um, I did watch, it was a Child's Play 2 and then Hellraiser 2 and then Bride of Reanimator, which is the second one. Uh, Sleepaway Camp 2, Waxwork 2, Return of the Living Dead 2, House 2, and then actually on Friday, I went and saw Halloween Kills. And at the same time, you know, I was thinking, oh, is this going to... No, it's not, because it's the second movie, so it's still a a sequel. Um, And then yesterday, (laughs) I watched Night of the Demons 2. Uh, So I'm going to talk a little briefly about Halloween Kills. Um, Very briefly, because I've seen it She hasn't seen it. She's going to see it soon. Um, uh, I I liked it. Um, it's, it's, it's not my favorite horror of the year that still goes to Malignant. And I know people's, um, feelings for Malignant and that's fine. I mean, it's that movie. Mediocre. It was not mediocre. (laughs) It it, it really wasn't. But it was, uh, it's, it's, everybody's, everybody has different tastes, but that movie spoke to me more than anything else that I saw this year. And that's fine. Um, but Halloween Kills, it's well made. It still makes me laugh that Danny McBride co-wrote these movies and produced them you know uh eastbound and down <laughs> did this that that guy and directed by david gordon green who gave us pineapple express and your highness very interesting um but i th- i think they do it okay um never triangle face it does <laughs> scares me yes <laughs> it me. does have uh anthony michael hall it's nice to see him still acting i've, I've liked the guy since weird science and breakfast club um, and he, he plays the character Tommy Doyle. And Tommy Doyle is the little boy that uh, Jamie uh, that Laurie Strode babysat in the very first uh, Halloween. And I was just laughing at this because I'm like, okay, this is the third time, like a th- uh, the third actor to play this same character, Tommy Doyle. It, it reminded me of the Friday the 13th series because uh, there's a character, there's a protagonist in there uh, named Tommy Jarvis, and there was actually three actors that played him. Corey Feldman uh, played him in the the fourth one, and then uh, another actor in the fifth one because he grew up, and then the sixth one brought Tommy back, and it was a completely different actor. Um, so I thought that was like, funny. No and one will this, notice, right? So and then we get Halloween with Tommy Doyle, another Tommy. We get three actors. The original, the kid, uh, Brian Andrews, who I don't think I've seen in anything since then. But then again, I'd, I wasn't really following him from watching that first movie. So he might have. And then we didn't see Tommy Doyle again until Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers. And Paul Rudd played him. Paul Stephen Rudd played Tommy Doyle. Played him in a very creepy manner. <laughs> you know, watching from the house across the street with his, with his camera and his telescope. Just watching the Myers house. Very strange. And now we get... Anthony Michael Hall as uh, as Tommy, part three. So I thought that was funny. Not really a spoiler because it's in the the plot synopsis of the movie. His name's in the credits. I mean, it's just what it is. Uh, it is a follow up to the 2018 one. Uh, there is a third movie coming, and it is Halloween Ends. 
And I've known about this for over a year because with if we didn't have the pandemic, this movie would have been released last year around this time. And around this time now, Halloween Ends would be out. But because COVID happened, it all got pushed a year. So next Halloween, we get the third final Halloween Ends. They say it's the final one, but who knows these days with these, these type of franchise movies. I mean, you look at all of the other uh, Halloween movies. He always survives. He always, you know, it's Lies. like he was there dead on the ground and they look again. He's gone, you know. Oh, my God. So go? a lot of people did not like the um, the ending of this new movie uh, because they probably either forgot or didn't know that there is a third one coming. And because I knew that, I knew this ending was going to be like this. So if you're looking for a resolution, you're looking for a big you know payoff you know for all of this building up it's just it's the second movie so i i still thought it was great and i will say this it lives up to its name it is called halloween kills hell yes there is a lot of killing <laughs> so that's all i'm gonna say about it i didn't spoil it was i good you yes good? okay I, um i accept <laughs> and so does chester yeah accepts chester too. accepts as well so yeah um check it out I know a lot of people didn't like it, but you know what? I had a good time. I saw it opening day. I was I was happy. Yeah, I think I still like the tomorrow. first, the the 2018 Halloween movie better, but I liked it. What? What was that look? Now for? you're saying too much. Stop no. It. No, I won't say anything else. I'm done. <laughs> Anyways, that was foreign horror, and join us next week for I say one more or two. I can't. It depends on our scheduling right, if we have yes. time to do one or two more. We will try to fit in two episodes. Two more. Yeah. We'll try. All right. See you next time. Bye.